0: This is the Taz and Jim podcast.
1: So Jim and Sarah got married on the weekend. Um, you may have noticed Jim Kelly wasn't on the radio last week or the week before. He kind of just disappeared, and <laughs> <laughs> you know he's gone to Mexico. We had been talking a lot about the fact that Jim. Uh, you and sarah were getting married on the show and then suddenly uh, we didn't talk about it at all like the week leading up to your wedding which some listeners did find strange i was getting text messages last week like where's jim what's going on how much last minute planning did they leave <laughs> yeah yeah um but it uh, it really wasn't my story to tell um you've decided that you want to share this with the taz and jim listeners um, but it was a pretty harrowing couple weeks for you. So uh, to paint the picture, you and I went to your bachelor party mm-hmm. up at uh, a cottage. We got back. <laughs> you were hung over. You were hurting on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then you quickly sobered up when you got home Tuesday afternoon after the long weekend. What happened? Yeah, so my wife uh, has this It's pretty
0: rare condition. I know two people that have it. It's called Wagner's, and it's something where she was diagnosed like in her twenties, early twenties, where it's like every once in a while, every few years, your airway slowly tightens and gets smaller and makes breathing more difficult. So there's a procedure they do where they basically put a balloon in there and they like expand your airway. And it's Uh, a
1: pretty common uh, routine procedure, correct? She's had it
0: done twice before. And it's no issues. A, no, well, she it's a one two day recovery or whatever, and it was. So her airway was tightening and she was having like a bit of difficulty breathing, but it was kind of like a backlog of COVID because everybody, you're this, you miss a few screenings, like things get pushed back. So the, it was a little closer to our wedding than we would have liked two weeks out, but she's done it twice before. And we're like, it's probably going to be fine. So uh, she comes home from this procedure in Toronto and she's, it's a little difficult breathing for her, but uh, you know, we think it's going to be fine after like 24 hours. But you know, like six hours later, it's like 6 p.m., 7 p.m., we're kind of getting Ready for bed, and you can hear like a kind of like a popping noise in her airway as she's both inhaling and exhaling. It's almost like she's trying to breathe through mucus or something like that. We're like, What is going on? and it's getting worse and worse. So, her sister is a doctor, so we called her and she was like, You you guys should probably go to emerge. So, we went to emerge at University or sorry, Victoria Hospital. And uh, I think when you have trouble breathing, it's pretty urgent, so they try to get you in right away. And thank God they did because at one point her breathing completely stopped. Uh, we there was a few things where we tried to like put helium in the oxygen and put her on a rest or like a, a ga- I don't know an oxygen mask and stuff and nothing was really working and at, at one point she literally stopped breathing and she was like squeezing my hands starts shaking. So I'm like, oh, we need help. And then the nurse comes in and 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 uh, they had already done a few scans at this point. So the rheumatologists and the, the experts come in and it, luckily she was able to breathe again. But this popping noise was still happening and it was like blocking her airway. So anyway, a CT scan was done. As we all know, that means computed tomography scan. And um, <laughs> they found out there was actually, because of the procedure, a loose piece of tissue that was half like flapping in her airway and half still attached to the airway itself so it was like a so something kind
1: of tore during when she had the
0: procedure and it was blocking her her airways yeah because there was a lot of inflammation i don't i I don't know exactly what happened but it it was it It was not good. and it's in a hard to get spot you know it's a delicate area so they came up with a plan that was to intubate my soon-to-be wife two weeks out from the wedding. And which so that means, means putting a feeding a tube in, a tube down her throat, right. completely sedated in an artificial coma. So it all happens so quick. It's like three in the morning at this point and the doctors are in there and they're like, they're handing me these papers to sign and they're saying, we got an intubator and perhaps you have to sign off on an emergency tracheotomy and I'm going, what is happening here? Yeah. And uh, I'm still delirious from the, from the bachelor, bachelor party.
1: party. <laughs> well, not, I not, talked not, to you that morning I called you because I I woke up and I saw a text message. It's like, Sarah, we had to rush Sarah to emerge. And, uh, you know, uh, we should be home in a couple hours, whatever. Uh, I called you on my way to work. I'm like, is everything okay? You're like, yeah, you know, I'll probably be in tomorrow. I'm like, dude. They're, they're putting a breathing tube down your wife's throat right now. You're not going to be at work tomorrow. I know, but I thought I was like, what am I going to do, stand there?
0: <laughs> <Like> she, <laughs> she can't,
1: I can't help her.
0: <laughs> but I did end up like I spent a ton of time at the hospital. You lived at the hospital for
1: two weeks pretty yeah, much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I would uh, I would stay there until like 4 p.m. and go home, sleep for three hours, come yeah. back at 10, this is sleep a, in my car for an hour. This is
1: a crazy story. And, and you were in there. I was out here, and people would be asking me, hey, is Jim excited for his wedding? And I'd break the news to him. I'd say, well, actually, uh, Sarah, his fiance, is in uh, an induced coma mm-hmm. with a tube down her throat right now, and people's jaws would drop. Everyone was very, very concerned for you and obviously more concerned for Sarah because, yeah. you know, that, uh, that's, that's something you don't expect at all. Uh, especially something like the timing of it was just the
0: worst. So, yeah, it was it was stressful, and we're like, okay, well, we're not going to make any decisions until Sarah wakes up, because she's <laughs> the one who made all the – she
1: she did all the work. I love the story you told at the wedding. So all the wedding planning was done by your fiancé. Yeah. Um. All the information was in her cell phone. So while she's lying there in a coma with a tube helping her breathe, you had to – hold her thumb up to her cell phone to unlock it so you could find out what the heck was going on with the wedding yes which I'd like to
0: warn all the fellas out there it's very easy to do so if you're passed out from golf and your wife's mad at you if there's something on your phone that shouldn't be be careful but yeah thank God and her sisters kind of stepped up and went through the phone and started emailing people but like that was the wedding was Saturday she woke up on Sunday so yeah. she can't walk and like she's we're trying to get her in a walker and stuff like well,
1: that I, I Talked to you on on Monday, so this is this is a week ago. And you said, well, things are looking good. Sarah's awake now and she walked for one minute with a walker. Yeah, yeah. And I told my wife, I'm like, I don't think we're going to a wedding this weekend. Yeah.
0: So we basically had like to make a decision Monday, Tuesday. It's like Tuesday morning. We're calling the venue. We say, can we call you in half an hour? We have to make a decision. And then half an hour goes by. We're like, can we call you in another half an hour?
1: What was the name of the venue by the way? Because they were great. They gave you some other options. They were very yeah, understanding yeah. of the situation. They said, hey, we've got some stuff in the fall or if you want to push it to next summer, we can do that. Yeah, uh,
0: but then it was like Fridays and Sundays, and there was one Saturday in October, and like I was having heart-to-hearts with her, her mom Janice, and uh, I was like, "Well, there's one Saturday available in October we could push it to." She's like, "October, it's gonna be so cold." And I'm thinking, <laughs> like "I'm cold, she can't
1: walk."
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be cold, but she was right. Mother of the Bride was absolutely right. She's like, I believe Sarah could do it. I was like, so Sarah, like, I'm like, Sarah, what do you want to do? She And we were kind of stressing out. And she's like, I just want to be married to you. And I said, let's do uh, it. Let's make it happen. So I had a fantasy in my in my mind that I would like, you know, the start of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where he's walking in with the cane and everybody's all nervous. And then he falls and then he f- jumps up and does a flip. <laughs> I wanted to wheel Sarah in with a respirator <laughs> on a wheelchair, accidentally dump her out. And then she flips up in her wedding dress. And, and everybody's she's like, Fine, hey, hey good job. (laughs) But she was an absolute trooper, and we were worried if she was going to be able to walk down the aisle, but she did, and it was a a long-ass walk. It was a long walk. And she strutted, and she danced all night. and uh, Enjoyed a glass of champagne. Absolutely. It was non-alcoholic, but, uh, you know, we still had a blast. And it was so so fun. I had a great time. (laughs) And it's weird, because everybody's like, what?
1: (laughs) You mentioned the non-alcoholic. At one point, Jim says to me, he's like, well... (laughs) Sarah can't drink tonight, so... I better make sure we're getting our money's worth. I guess I got to drink double. Yeah, I so said I'm drinking for three. <laughs> Didn't make sense, but I was.
0: And I have to say, there was like a lot of people, a lot of guy friends of mine would say like their wedding day was the best day of their life. And you go, really? Like, I know all you're surrounded by your friends and family and it, the love's there and stuff like that. But I'm like, it sounds like it's stressful. and But it really was probably the best day of my life. Just yeah. all the things considered, too, just the how we got there. It was like a bit of a miracle. And I got to give a shout out to all my family and friends who checked in on me or us and 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 helped us out like in crunch time because there's a bunch of stuff to do last minute. So we made it happen. It was an awesome day. Weather was amazing. Everybody had a blast. And uh, yeah, we pulled it out. And and shout out to Sarah because she really was like, no matter what, she was like, I'm going through with it. And even even if I did have to bring her around in a wheelchair, we would have made it
1: happen. But the the one thing I was looking forward to is with with all this uh, drama before the wedding, I thought for sure you were going to start crying during the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And I was at the back welling up. Jim didn't shed a tear. I was super no. disappointed. Why? Well, I've never seen you cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, bro, boss, I have to give a shout-out to you and boss, Brad for being understanding. Give me the time off. I appreciate oh, that. Of course. But, uh, just a job, bud. I I, it, I, wasn't even crying at all during the whole thing, and I, I was totally, I was like, I just got to be a rock here for the fan. I'm just going to not be emotional at all. And then the moment I called Brad Gibb the Wednesday morning, I had to tell him I had to take time off. The moment I spoke it out loud. Yeah, that's how like, it goes, Grr! right? I was like, oh, give me a sec. Because when you
1: say it out loud, it's real. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yes, yeah, Sarah's in an induced coma. She's just high as a kite on ketamine with yeah, a tube yeah. down her throat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'll bring a couple vials to the wedding.
1: <laughs> We're good. <laughs> But yeah, Sarah, Sarah had non-alcoholic champagne, but boy, the ketamine was good. A <laughs> special K out of this world. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. If you're just joining us, there's a couple people who came in halfway through that story, Jim, and they just want a, some clarification. Sarah, Jim's fiance, now wife, is fine. She's okay. Yeah, there was, yeah. There was a health scare, major health scare, before the wedding. Of course, you know this stuff doesn't uh, happen when it's convenient for mm-hmm. anybody. It happened uh, two weeks out from from wedding day, but uh, she's on the road to recovery and Jim is a married man. He got mm-hmm. married on the weekend. All good. All's well that ends well. Can you apologize to your parents? Why uh, Pat and Karen for me? Why? Because I went to congratulate them. you know I hadn't I hadn't talked to them at the wedding, so this is, this was a little later in the evening. I saw them and had the opportunity to go talk to them. But I'd also had uh, quite a bit of wine. Yeah, yeah. You were having a good time. I, Not bad. You weren't sloppy, but you're. we are all having a good I time. I was having but, a good time. Yeah. Um, and I had just finished a conversation with your three cousins, mm-hmm. the Van S's. The Van S boys? The Van S boys. Boss
0: Brad's new adopted sons, because <laughs> they all kind of look alike.
1: They, yeah. And those guys... Uh, the conversation can get a little salty with the Van S boys (laughs) is an understatement.
0: And my young nephews who are like 15, 16 were hanging out with them, and I was like, boys, you got to get out of there. You (laughs) you cannot let them influence you. Those guys are awesome. (laughs) I grew up with them, and they're the funnest guys to hang out with, but they're wild boys.
1: Maniacs. So I'm talking to these guys outside, and then I see your parents just inside the venue, and I went inside and i was still in outside mode when i started talking yeah so i actually had to stop and apologize to your mom i'm like i i'm sorry i know i'm swearing a lot but i uh i've, I've been drinking and i was just talking to the van s boys and your mom's like oh i i grew up uh, they all grew up around me i've heard it before taz <laughs> it's okay
0: that's funny you know what is funny actually my t- Man, randomly, it's funny that you are talking about dad because, like, before the ceremony at, like, four was when the ceremony was supposed to happen. My dad comes up to me 3.55, and he's like, Jim, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like... Oh, wow. I'm like, sure. Was Dad going to give me a pre-wedding pump-up speech? This is out of character. If
1: you haven't heard us talk about Pat Kelly before, he's a man of few words. A stoic fella, he, if you will. He's tough as nails. Yeah, yeah. He's built bridges his whole life, and that's not a metaphor for anything. Yeah. He actually spent his life building bridges.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he comes up to me. He's like, uh, Jim. What kind of car does Taz drive? Like, what? I go, what? Uh, it's a, you know, a sedan, whatever. Blah blah blah. He's like, gets a little f- funny grin on his face. He's like, I think he'd be upset if we uh, jacked his car up and left it on blocks tonight. <laughs> I was like, he might be, but it'd be hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, let's do it. I was like, was this your idea or was this a Vanessa Boy's idea? But it was, my dad was a, he's a very kind soul, but he was a bit of a hellraiser in his late teens, so early 20s. So your dad
1: wanted to prank me by putting my car on blocks in the parking lot at the and wedding? To move
0: him and his buddies would pull back in the mid-70s, you know, just, <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, somebody at the <laughs> arena
0: at a baseball tournament, they jack the car up and put it on center blocks and steal the tires. Did they eventually give the the wheels back? Or? Yeah, yeah, they do I I think, or throw them in a river. I have no idea. But no, I think they just keep them. But the thing is, I was like, okay, let's, yeah, later on, like, after we'll we'll spy his car in the parking lot, and then we'll do it, and it'll be hilarious. And then Taz shows up, and I'm talking to Taz, he's like, oh, I Ubered here. And I was like, damn, so Dad comes up to me, he's like, is it time? And I go, he Ubered. He's like, dang it. (laughs) Okay. That would have been epic. So okay. you're lucky to Note to
1: self always Uber to a Kelly family function yeah, or Corn Fest because we'll get you. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim Kelly, our, our Jim here on the Taz and Jim show, got married on the weekend. A beautiful ceremony up in St. Jacob's, Ontario. And my traveling companion, well, my wife was with us too. But Devin Peacock carpooled with us on the drive. Fired <laughs> we had fun, eh? Some we had good a ton laughs. Of fun, yeah and it was great dev's a single guy so um, at the wedding he's got his nice suit on he's got the sunglasses and i bought a new suit for for jim's wedding Whoa, I well i
0: knew honestly i warned all my single ants i got two uh, three single lands and i said stay away from dev and
1: peacock <laughs> <laughs> we knew the suit was new because my wife at one point had to say dev the stitching is still in on the back here yeah you know what oh they, yeah 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 like the, the tail flap, yeah. yeah the flap on the back of the suit had some clear stitching that uh, we took care of before we did his photo shoot for his new Bumble profile picture.
0: <laughs> Got some that real good action amazing. Picks. Why is your whole, all six pictures, you're wearing the same suit?
1: How, did, like, did you have
0: any strategies to take the photos?
1: Well, Chelsea uh, from our promotions department was there, and she was kind of the props person, so she was like, hey, you should get that beer out of your hand, hold a glass of champagne, you'll look classier. Oh, hold up this fishing
0: rod and hold the fish up. <laughs> Women right. love the outdoorsy types.
1: <laughs> that was fun. And then uh, antiquing with you on Sunday yeah. morning in St. Jacob's was a blast as well. Was this for the Tinder profile as well to take some pictures? Or? <laughs> this, this was just for the memories. Just for <laughs> pleasure. Well, I, I got to say something. Uh, St. Jacob's, lovely place. I had never been. I'd heard about it because they're always talking about their market, eh? Sure. St. Jacob's Market. Ooh la la. You got to go and get fresh food from the St. Jacob's Market. So Jim's wedding was Saturday, and our plan was Sunday we were going to leave our hotel, which was directly across the street from the market. We were gonna go maybe buy some artisanal cheeses and marmalades, sure. Some uh, venison summer sausage. <laughs> um, but we opened the window of the hotel room, and I got to be clear: Devon was not in my hotel. Yeah, room. right. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the same experience. You opened the window of the hotel, which was facing the market. Yeah, yeah. Parking lot completely barren. Yeah, it's not yeah. open on Sunday. Aren't most markets Saturday?
0: Like, the Western Fair Market is Saturday. If your
1: entire thing is the market. Yeah. And so you... it's only open Saturday? Thursdays and Saturdays is what mm-hmm. I understand. For and, for, and only for six hours, like from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Hmm. So well, St. Jacob's,
0: ton of Mennonites and Amish in that area. so they and, the, and they go to church for 12 hours, I think, on Sunday. Yeah, so. it's the
1: Lord's Day. It made sense afterwards, but we were a little disappointed. So the antique place, uh, they, they were, were. lucky because we were going to spend all that money on cheeses and marmalades, but... <laughs>
0: you guys went antiquing? <laughs> Dev, you might as
1: well just move in. You we, were, this is a thruple now. We, we made the antiquing plans on Saturday. It was wow. Like, this wasn't a spur-of-the-moment thing. <laughs> and, and what did Dev buy? I got a couple of uh, old license plates. Did you know Devon Peacock collects old license plates? I had no
0: idea. That's usually something a guy, like a car guy would collect do you do you have like a garage
1: or something like that no we put them up in the uh, in our uh, boathouse up at the uh, cottage and we have all sorts of uh, old skidoo uh, license plates cool. uh, uh, license plates from the 50s 40s and everything each and province? Each, uh, so we're, we're getting the provinces. I've got mostly Ontario, Quebec, Alberta.
0: Dev is lit, lighting
1: up here, too. He yeah. loves, <laughs> I got, got some with, uh, Colorado you know what, and uh, oh, yeah. Illinois license plates. Nice. Uh, we're glad you're passionate about the license plates, but maybe leave that off the Bumble profile. <laughs> <laughs> Real wild, man. This is a picture of me in a suit with champagne. This is a picture of me with all my license plates. <laughs> I can't drive. I don't have a license, but I have the plates. <laughs> this is the Taz and Podcast. (laughs) Jim and I are just watching this video posted last week. (laughs) We missed it this is a an interstate down in georgia jim
0: yeah and a bunch of sheriffs have uh, already pulled over a car on one side of the highway it's it's uh, separated the two lanes by a uh, or the two directions by a grass median in the middle and they they're arresting somebody and there's a lot of cops there already in fact they're towing away some of the vehicles so there's one of those tow trucks that has the flatbed on the back that you can lower down and drive the car directly up to up onto yeah, and then so it when it makes it's, a ramp yeah it's like out of grand theft auto it's like Classic part of Grand Theft Auto video games where you can launch a car off those. And anytime you see one on the side of the road, you go, Should I? <laughs> oh man, it'd be so crazy if I did. <laughs> oh man, well obviously, I'm not going to. Well, certainly, someone did. While the cop's body cam is running on his chest, he's walking over to his police cruiser and a car. Drives up the ramp on the back of the tow truck, launches 20 plus feet into the air, Yeah, lands on the kind of its wheels, but also the side. The audio is like crazy. a 180. Yeah.
1: Here it comes. Good. God bless. At their last 1050, 1050 rollover, 5,000 second EMS immediate roll. Wow. I just saw something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say gosh
0: dang it? Gosh, I, he might have said the more dirtier version. Well, gosh but, uh, dang it. That's a real Georgian cop right there. I got, I'm trying to find out what was going on with this driver, though, because is this something where... Two buddies are driving, and the guy takes I a joke you. too far. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. dare you to use that tow truck as a ramp. Yeah, or was somebody like texting and driving? Because if you're on an interstate or like the 401 or something, you think, oh, maybe I can look down at my phone. What's going to be ahead of me? Some brake lights? Maybe, worst case scenario. And then you look up from your phone,
1: <laughs> you're flying 20 feet <laughs> through the air. <laughs> See, you say that's the the uh, classic Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. situation. For my generation, it's the Dukes of Hazzard scenario. Of course, of course. Scenario. I always love it on the TV, Especially Duke's... with the, gosh, dang gosh, it. Gosh,
0: dang Them Duke boys. <laughs> but when you're watching the Dukes of Hazzard, they'll launch over like a, I don't know, a hay wagon or whatever. And they always land and then they can always drive away. Yeah. But this is like
1: more realistic, not obviously. Not so much in real life. If you haven't seen the video, man, you got to check it out. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. would have been a beautiful day if you found a lottery ticket in your pocket on the weekend, you scanned it and realized it was the missing $70 million ticket. There's a ticket out there that's about to expire. It hasn't been claimed. Somebody won the $70 million Lotto Max jackpot and the ticket has never been scanned. Yes,
0: it was officially drawn on June twenty eighth, 2022. So now everybody's got the OLG app on their phone, or a lot of like hardcore lotto players have it, so they can track right away if somebody scanned it, even if if they haven't claimed it. Or if you
1: go to the variety store, you have
0: the scanner in the store, right? Yeah, exactly. But it
1: hasn't been scanned. It hasn't
0: been scanned, but there are hundreds of people who are claiming that it was theirs, and they may have lost it. Apparently, OLG is getting a bunch of calls, actually uh, 760 calls (laughs) to be specific, of people saying, I lost my ticket and I think it's mine. So they're actually narrowing down uh, if somebody does have a rightful claim to it by asking them specific questions, like where did you buy it, what town, if they say the wrong town, they know they're out immediately. They say what convenience store do you think you bought it at, and if they say the wrong one, they know they're out. But a lot of people are claiming that it is their ticket, 760 people specifically.
1: But they've said where it was
0: purchased, didn't It was they? purchased in Scarborough at a retailer okay. in Scarborough. But I don't think they've said the specific store because they don't want even more people calling to say it was. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you do have a year to claim it. Uh, so, it, it, uh, like three, twenty-three days from now, three and a half weeks. They say they say one percent of winnings go unclaimed each year, which is not a crazy amount, but still a significant amount of money left on the table.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. There is a chance that somebody did it the old-fashioned way and matched the numbers yeah. online, and they know that they won. And they're just waiting for whatever reason. I don't know why you'd wait two years to claim 70 mil.
0: Well, they are speculating that somebody, this is something that apparently does happen where they think maybe somebody died in the meantime and didn't tell anybody. Like they won the ticket, maybe they're getting their affairs in order and then passed away without anybody knowing they even had the ticket in the first place. (laughs)
1: Like the Atlantis song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) won the lottery and died the next
0: day. You would think you would, though, if you were 70. And maybe not in the best shape. Instantly.
1: Yeah. I mean, me, 36. Have a massive coronary. You're so excited. I want 70 million. (laughs) A gust of wind blows the ticket out of your dead hand. Oh,
0: the sad thing. Goes down the sewer. Oh, man. Or your nephew comes to check on you and yoink. This is
1: the Taz and Jim podcast. Sweden is the first country in the world to register sex as a sport. And they will be hosting the first-ever sex championship. Yeah, baby!
0: Not the segue I was expecting.
1: (laughs) As a sport, eh? As a sport. Huh. Uh, It's actually pretty structured. The championship is being organized by the Swedish Sex Federation. I mean, Sweden has always been very progressive. I believe they're also the first country to have a bikini team. (laughs) Uh, but just a general. Oh yeah, this national Swedish bikini, <laughs> the team, Swedish of course. bikini team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's open to anyone from the any European country, so it's like Euro Cup kind of. So wait so for are, sex. Do you
0: have sex with your competition, or is the competition? Yeah, it's so a round <laughs> robin. We've got Germany <laughs> taking on yeah.
1: the Netherlands. Wow,
0: real come from behind victory from the Netherlands.
1: <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Yeah, uh, so it's a round robin. Just kidding. <laughs> That's what it is. I don't think you're good. You're like going up against like no, you have I to out. It's not like fencing.
0: No, it's. <laughs> I, I think it's gonna be like a gymnastics thing. Everybody has their routine.
1: Right. Right. You have your partner. Yeah. And the two of you put on your demonstration. But this is wild. Uh, it, the competition lasts for six hours per day. 20 representatives from different European countries will take part. Uh, it'll go on for a few weeks. It's like the Olympics. And, and it's a marathon. Not a sprint. lasts for six hours a day. According to the organizers, the focus of sex as a sport is maximizing pleasure. So the more pleasure your partner experiences, the more points you get. Or oh. The better actor or actress your partner
0: is. Yeah, I can't wait till they start doping, doing dope tests on these
1: guys. (laughs) Like, oh, he's
0: he's on Viagra. He's a cheater.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna need a urine sample. Oh, he's spraying it all over the ceiling. (laughs) Clearly, he's doping. (laughs) Participants will be judged on creativity. Strong emotions, imagination, physical fitness, endurance, hmm. and workability. Final scores will be t- determined by a panel of judges and audience votes. So, American Idol. Yeah, there's going to be fan favorites. Huh. And is this going to be televised? Is it just going to be blurry? I would assume with the internet, did you know sure. that they already have sex on the internet? <laughs> no, for free? <laughs> that you'll be able to watch some of this. Huh. I, I don't know how you become an audience member either, but that would be an interesting yeah. uh, spectator. I think I'd I
0: think I'd rather be in the nosebleeds in that situation.
1: <laughs> A little distance, just for safety. <laughs> At least if you're in the nosebleeds, you know the fluid's coming from your own nose. <laughs> What? What is that? <laughs> it's like a sea world. You're in the splash zone Please, up front. <laughs> at least have the hockey glass up. Uh, challenges will be grouped into 16 disciplines, including seduction, massage, wow. intercourse, oral. There's also pose performances, creativity and position change. Huh? <laughs> It's spin them around. Yeah. Increase blood pressure and heart rate during competition, and the most beautiful and difficult pose. Mm. Oh, that's what I like. I like the danger. Like make it
0: dangerous, you know. When somebody does like a very like a backflip uh, figure skating, I want to see a guy do yeah. like a flip and then <laughs> mount. triple salchow. <south>, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> dismount yeah. out.
0: Hey, he puts his arms up in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stuck that landing. <laughs>
1: This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim got married on the weekend. If you're just joining us here, you know who else had a big weekend? Who? Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Across the spider verse made $120.5 million in North America, $208 million worldwide. Uh, I hear that. It's a bit of a cliffhanger ending to this thing, hmm. and that they've already started working on the third installment, which I'm excited about because that first Spider Verse movie, the, the animated one, yeah, incredible. Maybe
0: it's at least my top three of the Marvel movies, and I have a few friends actually, so a lot of friends who'd never bothered watching because they thought it was like a kids' movie. Yeah, I was like, you have to see it, and they've all
1: said it was great too. Tom Holland says that uh, Across the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie. <laughs> oh, wow, easy, buddy. And <laughs> the he's studios in. are like, uh. <laughs> he's in the other Spider-Man movies, mm. so that's high praise. Uh, I'm taking my son after school. I'm picking him up from school. We're going right to the movie theater nice. to watch it today. Yeah, That should be good. Uh, speaking of comic books and movies, the cast for the new Fantastic Four may have leaked. Mm. You want to know who it is? who who they're saying it's going to be. Yes. Mr. Fantastic. Jim Halpert? (laughs) No. Oh. He was in the Doctor Strange uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness movie. He played uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic, but uh, word is Adam Driver is going to be Mr. Fantastic. He's he's not bad. He's not bad. I don't get why he's, like, the guy that has to be in every movie now. Yeah, he's a little
0: oversaturated, but... um... Yeah, he's good. He's I a great actor. Yeah, Put a little
1: yeah. gray on the side yeah. of his, his, his head there. <laughs> yeah, the distinct gray sideburns. Salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. Make a little salt and pepper. Uh, Sue Storm. This is good casting. Margot Robbie joining yeah, the MCU. Mm-hmm. Now, the other uh, actors here I don't know much about. Um, Paul Mescal, known for the British series Normal People, Lost Daughter, and After Son is apparently going to be playing the Human Torch. You Google imaging him right yeah, now to see if he looks like Johnny Storm? Yeah, I, good I, enough. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a, <laughs> a white guy who could be on fire. <laughs> yeah, hot shot. <laughs> sure. And Ben Grimm slash The Thing is going to be played by David Diggs. He was uh, one of the stars of Hamilton. And he's he, not that big. He's the voice of Sebastian the Crab in the new Little Mermaid movie. I always think the Thing
0: casting is interesting Is you're like, who are they going to find a big dude like Michael Chiklis, some some beefy guy? This guy's like kind of – he's obviously in good shape, but not, not necessarily yeah. who I would have guessed, like Batista or something like that.
1: Yeah, he's half black as well, so get ready for people to pretend to be angry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, I can't believe they made the Thing – uh, black is like he's black for the first 10 minutes of the movie, and then yeah. he turns into a rock. <laughs> yeah, and the rock is orange <laughs>
0: Relax <Yeah. laughs>